We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Back here on the fan, a happy new year to everybody on this sixth day of January. I hope everybody had a very, uh, very happy and healthy holidays. It was obviously a very busy time. Been away for a couple of weeks. Good to be back on the fan as always uh, and in our new setup. What we're doing, in case you don't know, is uh, we'll be on radio.com most nights from five until six, and then we will be on uh, radio.com. Continuously till 6.30, but also we will be joined from 6 to 6.30 live each night here on The Fan. Uh, And we will take you for that half hour uh, each day to kind of put a little ribbon on what will be a busy day or preview what would be a uh, very big evening coming up, whether it's a championship game like we will have next Monday night or a uh, big playoff game or next year a big uh, Yankee postseason game or a World Series game. I know you all have the Yankees penciled into the World Series, uh, you know, without any questions uh, next year now that Cole is uh, in the fold. Uh, But like I said, good to be back. I hope everybody had a uh, very, very nice holiday. It was a a sad one in a lot of ways, which I'll get to. Uh, A lot of of people that... uh, I was close to a lot of people who a lot of us were close to and knew very well have passed in recent weeks. It seemed to come in a multitude. So I will get to that a little, a little uh, later in the half hour. Uh, so I was back on the fan to remember Don Imus last week when I got that news. I was down in Florida when the program director called me and told me about the passing of Don. Then I got a couple of calls right after Mark had called me. Uh, so I did some stuff, you know, uh, from Florida on Don, and then uh, also did part of a tribute show that I know they played last weekend that I uh, taped around midnight that night uh, that they had put together. As a matter of fact, Mark actually went back to the station to put together the tribute show and actually uh, had me voice the uh, the scripts that he had written uh, for, that, for that program. So he had put all that together in a very quick order uh, on the passing of a guy who was very, very important, as I'll note later, like I said, in the half hour. All right, big news today, of course, is that uh, Mike McCarthy no longer is a candidate for the giant head coaching position, goes to the Cowboys for five years. Is that a shocker? I don't think any of this is a shocker. We know there's a handful of candidates. We know there's a handful of jobs. Did the Giants surprise anybody by getting rid of Sherman? No. Uh, We all knew Sherman was going to go. He had to go. Would I have kept Gettleman? I think you guys know I would not have. 
I would have turned the page. I don't think Gettleman is the guy for the job. I think the Giants need to get younger. I think they needed to go in that direction now. I thought I think, thought they needed to clean house. They decided not to. Exactly what his role will be, exactly how much he will allow other people to help make decisions, exactly how much latitude he will give the new head coach, exactly how much impact he will have into naming the new head coach is stuff we don't know. Hopefully not that much because the Giants need to make this, I think, exclusive of his decision-making because this coach has to be here past Gettleman. If he's not, this isn't going to work. And this coach has to have some say in personnel. If not, it's not going to work because I think that Gettleman has been extremely misleading and confusing in his leadership. And I also think it's been awful. I mean, I really have. Uh, there's some young players there, but heck, if you were bringing in to a team that had no talent and you were drafting the top of the draft, you're going to hit on some guys too. I mean, come on. I could have brought you off the street. You would have picked Barkley. And if you can't pick in the top five with a team that has no talent and no Pro Bowl players and get guys who can play every day, well, then what are you doing? The Giants, in the, in the second year of their rebuilding plan, did not have a Pro Bowl player. And their defense never got better one day, not in game one. 5, 10, 15, 16, 17, the defense get better. And they let a guy go who wound up starting yesterday in the playoffs, and they got nothing for him. At the cornerback position. So it shows you how they have allowed talent to walk out the door. They have not gotten a lot for it, and frankly, they haven't done a great job on a lot of different ways. Now, they do have some young talent on hand. They have a lot of work to do. The offensive line has never gotten back together. The defense still needs a couple of major, major pass rush players. And it needs leadership in the worst way. Now let's see where they go here. Is it Rule? Uh, I think the first time I mentioned Rule's name on the air might have been early November, late October, whenever I heard it. It was the first name I heard. I remember bringing it up on the air. I don't know Rule. I've never met him. I know he was with the Giants for one year. I've never talked to him in his stint at Baylor. Um, his resume is good. It's not otherworldly. He doesn't have head coaching experience, which worries me. I think right now the Giants need a really firm hand. I think they would have been better off with somebody who had head coaching experience. I think they're in that position right now. They have tried these assistants the last couple of years. It has not worked. And that's why I think they need somebody who comes in and says, I want some authority. I want some authority over this roster. I want some authority over my staff. I want to come in here and lead. They need leadership from the, quarter, from the head coach position, and they have not had that since Tom Coughlin. And they desperately need that before this football giant team is going to turn it around. In this league... You need to have presence and performance from owner, coach, and quarterback if you want to win. Yes, there can be different ways to build a team. You can have a big back like Henry, and that gets you to a certain level. Or you can be built with a great defense. Yeah, I understand there's always exceptions to every rule, but for the most part, you need your owner 
to perform, and recently the giant ownership has been, I think, divided and has been terrible in their performance. They have gotten nothing from their head coaching position, and they've been woefully bad in terms of personnel and in terms of leadership. And that has to change. We know whose team this is now. We know they've put this team in the hands of Daniel Jones and Barkley and some young receivers and hopefully a tight end who can stay on the field. And they'll start to get some youngsters on defense who can maybe be leaders. I haven't seen one yet surface, but they need that desperately. Or they'll import it. But until they get it from the head coaching position, until they get a coach who has presence and who can provide direction and leadership in terms of cutting a roster, in terms of leading a roster, this team is going to be going nowhere. This has been constant losing now year after year after year. This has been a rudderless franchise in every way. And I think getting rid of Sherman, which had to happen, he was not a head coach, but keeping Gettleman and having him just try to spin his job as he always seems to do is not the way to get that person in the door. And I hope he gets out of the way and allows somebody who can perform that way as a head coach. If they don't find that head coach, and maybe Rule is that guy, maybe he's not, I don't know. But if they don't get that guy, this will be more of the same from the Giants. And that's where they are right now. And that's the position leadership that ownership has to take, is that they need a dynamic leader at the head coaching position. That's how you win. Giants won Super Bowls under two men, Parcells and Coughlin. Dynamic leaders. That's how you win. And the idea is not to get to 9-7 and seven or get to 8-8 eight and eight or put some fannies in the ballpark. The idea is to win and win big. And you do that when you have those kind of leaders, those kind of guys there and right there in the forefront leading your team. That's when you win. That's what it takes to win. It was a wild weekend. It always is. Too bad the Eagles lost their quarterback. I don't think they would have won the game, but they might have. Who knows? They weren't going anywhere anyway. It's a changing of the guard. Hey, when you see Brady lose and Tannehill win, when you see Breeze lose and Cousins win, it's a changing of the guard. And you have that. You know, you have no Brady there going forward. You have no Breeze. You have nobody named Manning. You have nobody named Roethlisberger. So you have new faces now. Yeah, you still have Rodgers and you still have Wilson. But you got a whole bunch of new kids now who are looking to make their names this weekend. And that's, the, you know, that's what happens in this league. And you also have some running backs who are flexing their muscles. And some running games that are making, making a statement led by Henry and what Cook has brought as they take their shows on the road this weekend to San Francisco and to Baltimore and to Kansas City and to Green Bay trying to see if they can, you know, keep their road dreams alive for another week. One thing that has happened in this league and has become very, very prominent in this league is it is no longer hard to win on the road in the postseason. It used to be. 
It used to be really hard to win on the road in the postseason in the NFL. That is not the case anymore. Why that dynamic has shifted so much, I'm not sure, but it has. And road teams winning is something that happens now. Day in, day out, year in. Year out happened again this weekend. You saw teams do it again. You've seen teams do it now year after year. It's become a norm in this league. used to be very rare. used to be the ones and two seeds were on their way to big things. Not anymore. Not an automatic like it used to be. Especially in wide open conferences. You know, you might... Listen, I've thought all along we're headed for a Kansas City-Baltimore showdown. I think we probably still are. We knew the NFC was wide open. It's really wide open. Back after this. All right, a couple of things on this past weekend's games. Number one, I would not have called offensive pass interference uh, in the New Orleans game. Did he push off? Slightly. Would I have called it? No. Did you think you were going to get an easy one because of what happened in New Orleans last year? Can't, can't officiate that way. Can't do things that way. Uh, Saints were outplayed. Sean Payton even admitted that. Uh, they clearly were. Minnesota deserved to win the game. They were the better team. I know it was another tough uh, pill for the uh, Saint fans to swallow, but their team was outplayed. I would not have reversed that call. I would not have called offensive pass interference other the touchdown was good. Tua today announced that he's going to make himself available for the draft. That's going to cause a lot, of, a lot of distress and a lot of sleepless nights for a lot of people because here is an incredibly talented generational quarterback, one of the most uh, accurate passes we've ever seen come out of the college game, who now has a very complicated hip, one that you heard Dr. O'Brien describe as at best one that has a 25% chance of never being right. Um, Somebody is going to take a chance on him in the first round. Um, do I know that they'll get lucky from a standpoint of health? I do not. He's been hurt three times in two years. That's way too much. And I've always thought of guys when they get hurt in college, they usually don't stay healthy in the pros. So if you want to stay away from them, for that reason, I understand. But if you are a team that has a big quarterback, if you are New Orleans and you have Breeze coming back, if you are Green Bay and you have Rodgers, if you're... Uh, the, the, the Pats and you have Brady coming back, if he does, and you take a flyer on this guy, you might wind up with a Hall of Fame player. That's the kind of risk if you're one of those teams you can take because if he is able to stay on the field, he will become, I think, one of the next generation great quarterbacks. Will he stay healthy? I don't know. There was another one who came out of Alabama once that people were, wondered whether he could give him three years. He had his ups and downs, but... He had more ups than downs, and his name obviously was Joe Namath. And he gave the, uh, this city and the Jets a moment they still like to hold on to and have held on to for 50 years. So Tua has some clearly some physical issues, but he also has some incredible, incredible ability that makes it very, very alluring to be the guy to take a flyer on him. I would if I were in the right position and I could take a flyer on him, I would, because I think he's got that kind of talent. Um, Four games this weekend. This is always the best weekend of the year. There's no question about it. Uh, Four games, when you get the divisional playoff teams involved, it's always big, and uh, the teams are live on the road. Vikings are six-and-a-half point underdogs in San Francisco. 
The question is, can their offensive line hold up to that line of pass rush? Titans opened quickly as a 10-point underdog. It went right to 8.5. So the early money came to the Titans against the Ravens in a game where, uh, obviously, ground games are going to be front and center after Henry's brilliant performance against the Pats. Utterly brilliant, unstoppable performance against the Pats. Uh, The Texans... Opened as an eight-point favorite over the Chiefs. Uh, eight-point underdog to the Chiefs. Now went to nine and a half very quickly. Uh, There's going to be a lot of points probably scored in that game, uh, especially from the Chiefs side. And uh, Seattle in the battle of uh, quarterback winning uh, teams meeting. The two quarterbacks who have experience and who have won Super Bowls meet in Green Bay. The Packers are a three-and-a-half-point uh, favorite over Seattle, which got healthier this past week but got a very, very – Big advantage when Wentz, I don't want to say curiously, because I would never doubt anybody's injury, but boy, it sure did not look like there was the kind of hit that would make it automatic that a player wouldn't come back. He did not come back, though. It obviously impacted the game. Give McCown credit for what he tried to accomplish, but he could not dent the end zone. And Clowney led a pass rush that gave the Eagles fits all day. Hey, give the Eagles a lot of credit. You know why? Because they have what you want as a fan. They have heart. They have guts. They have accountability. They were so banged up. They could have, they could have tossed this season away when they blew a 14-point lead to the Dolphins to go under 500 with five weeks to play. They blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Dolphins and battled back and won the division. And then yesterday they hung in there and they battled more. You know what? They have a good culture, the Eagles. If you're an Eagle fan, you're proud of that team because they, you know what? They give you a good day's work and they give you a fight every time they take the field. That's all you can ask for your team. They're not always going to win. They're not always going to be great. But when they're in there battling all the time, and that's what you get out of the Eagles, you get a fight every time they're out there. So kudos to them on what was a impressive, I thought, display down the stretch. Yeah, they beat bad teams, but you know what? They didn't have to beat anybody. They were playing with second and third stringers at a lot of positions. And then yesterday they get forced to play with a quarterback who this year was coaching, you know, was coaching football in high school for a while. You're not winning NFL playoff games with guys who were coaching in high school earlier in the season. It just doesn't happen. I mentioned that over this past couple of weeks and over the holidays, uh, we lost some folks, some that were uh, – very prominent, some that were very near and dear. Uh, let me mention three. Number one, back in 1989, Giants were playing great. Niners were great. A guy called me up and said, listen, I want to run a trip to San Francisco, and I want to take Giant fans, but I want to have Mike and the Mad Dog spearhead the trip. That's how Big Blue Travel started. The guy who started it was a guy named Barry Lieben. Barry Levin passed away a couple days ago. He was a big man, very big man, way overweight at times in his life, obviously impacted his heart and his health, um, but he was a very generous guy, very philanthropic guy, very charitable guy, and for you Giant fans, you know that he had a great love for the Giants, and he started uh, Big Blue Travel, which he has run throughout all these years, and he passed away. He's been a uh, guy who was very close to the fan, very close to me through these years. So uh, to his family, our prayers and condolences to the Lieben family. Uh, I know how close he was to his kids. He was a great dad. Loved kids. Loved the Giants. Uh, he'll be missed. So Barry Lieben gone way too soon. 
David Stern was one of the great guests ever on the Mike and the Mad Dog Show. If we list the guests, and we were fortunate enough to have so many great guests through the years, at the top of that list for guys who were always available, always ready to do a great job, always willing to argue the point and be cantankerous and curmudgeonly, one was George Young, the other was Commissioner David Stern. Obviously, you knew what happened to him a couple of weeks ago. He lost that fight, and now he's gone. David Stern, in the modern age of professional sport, in the glory days of professional sport that we have seen, the incredible growth of professional sport, there have been two commissioners who stand out in the modern age. One, of course, Pete Rozelle. The other, David Stern. David Stern transformed the NBA from a league that couldn't get its games on television. They were taped, the championship games were taped, delayed, and run at 11.30 on CBS at night when he took over the league. They thought the NBA was going out of business when he took over the league. Did he have some players who arrived who made a difference? Absolutely. But his leadership, his direction, the smarts and the toughness with which he ran that league, there are a lot of very wealthy players and a, very, a lot of very wealthy fan, uh, owners and a lot of very happy fans of the NBA who owe this man a debt of gratitude. And he will be sorely missed. And like I said, He's someone that I uh, had a lot of respect for. I liked a lot. Always liked to talk with him. Very bright man about a lot of different things. Very confident guy. Very smart guy. One of the smartest guys I've ever met in sports. And uh, he will be very missed. And as I said, one of the great commissioners. The third, of course, was Don Imus. Don Imus uh, and I met up when we heard that the station was going to move to 66, and Don Imus was going to become the morning part of the fan schedule. FA at the time was a struggling entity. It had not yet discovered Mike and the Mad Dog. It was bleeding money. The sports talk format as a viable concern, which has become such a a prevalent one in America. There are thousands of sports talk stations in this country. There are, they are all over the AM dial. They are now all over the FM dial. The first one ever, the test case, was WFAN. Sports talk as a all-encompassing format would not have made it if it had not started in New York with Don Imus anchoring it because of his brand because of his revenue producing show and what he provided early on for FAN to be able to stop the bleeding, gain some revenue and get a chance to grow shows of its own like Mike and the Mad Dog, which came through the Imus in the Morning program. Dog came through the program. I came through the program. He promoted the Mike and the Mad Dog program and Mike and the Mayor Look was in the afternoon. Imus was in the morning for 18 years. Because of that, FAN became one of the iconic stations in the history of this country.
because of that, guys like Dog and myself and others have gone on to wonderful careers, all because of the leadership, the stability, the professionalism that Don has brought in the beginning. We owe him an incredible uh, debt of gratitude, one of the giants, one of the icons in the history of radio. When the history of radio was written, he will be right at the top of the list, as he should be. And to uh, Deidre and Wyatt and all the other kids, we send our condolences. And as someone who benefited greatly by his presence, again, he will be sorely missed. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 